Welcome to Can I Kick It? My name is Jesse Weber. This is a podcast about film festivals in which I am joined by... Andy Gramuga. Colin Edgley. Emilio Diaz. Switched up the order there. So today we are going to be drafting awards for the 2016 Cannes Film Festival competition. Uh, we, I will get to exactly what that entails in a little bit, but first we've got a couple of pieces of acquisition news. First nine days has been picked up by Sony Pictures Classics. I This is a movie by Edson Oda, I believe, starring Winston Duke, Zazie Beetz, Tony Hale, about um, a ethereal being, or I suppose a dead person, just as accurately, who is tasked with interviewing people to have the position of being alive, being born. I've expressed doubts about this premise several times. Reviews were pretty mixed, but not in a way I found encouraging. (laughs) It is the kind of high-concept thing that I think Jesse often has hives about. Um, I believe uh, Unless Charlie Kaufman is directing it. I believe you called it Pixar bullshit. (laughs) Yes, I did call it that. I mean, which is, you know, not not great on a couple levels, in my opinion. But anyway... Um, yeah, who knows how this will do? I think, you know, these sorts of things, I think, tend to either really hit or not uh, yeah. out, of, out of these festivals. And the mixed word, uh, I guess, sort of has me not encouraged that it'll hit. Yeah, and Sony Pictures Classics usually picks up, like, slightly higher brass stuff, I feel like. Not a normal acquisition for them i wouldn't say i'll defend its mixed reviews uh as a uh the mix i've seen is like people either don't like it really at all or absolutely love it which is more than i find more encouraging like uh a polarizing (laughs) movie than just like a middling reviewed movie across the board Sure, I'm just not, don't remember myself being encouraged by the particular people who liked it, for the most part. Not to impugn anyone who liked it, but perhaps to impugn some of those people. The other acquisition that I think we may have missed a week or two ago is lower profile, but perhaps more exciting. That's Garrett Bradley's Time, which was picked up by Amazon. That is the documentary about a woman who is fighting to get her husband out of jail. And it was certainly the most acclaimed documentary out of Sundance. Possibly even the most acclaimed movie. Uh, I believe Garrett Bradley won the directing award from the U.S. documentary jury. But yeah, I am definitely interested in seeing this, even though I don't see very many documentaries. Yeah, interested as well. All right, so uh, <laughs> let's get into this draft. I'm going to start off by going over the rules. I'm going to go over the 
first the rules for the can awards and then we've got a few other rules that will facilitate the draft and then we'll get into it so for the can awards there are seven awards the palme d'or the grand prix best director best actor best actress best screenplay and the jury prize. I don't know why I have it listed as Grand Prix and Jury Prize. Pre means prize. It's either the Grand Prize or the Grand Prix. They're the same. Same word. Uh, but yeah, so each movie can win at most... Can w uh, so, at most one movie can win two awards. So that means that you can pick one movie that wins two things. Other than that, everything's going to be unique. So you can't have anything sweeping. Uh, this rule was instituted, I believe, after Barton Fink took home a number of awards in 1991. And they decided that they would like to have more... Um, more people happy more with people having won an yeah, award at more, more variety. In addition... The movie that wins two awards. It cannot win the Palm, and it cannot win the Grand Prix, and it cannot win Director. Those two awards have to be out of Actor, Actress, Screenplay, and Jury Prize. And I don't think you can take both acting slots either. Basically, it has to be Screenplay and an Acting Award, or Jury Prize and an Acting Award are the only options for winning two awards. Or Jury Prize and Screenplay. I don't know if it can be that either. I think it might just be those two options. Uh, really? If, some, if someone wants to do jury prize and screenplay, be my guest. In addition, you can have one tie. This tie cannot be in the palm. It's unclear in what other categories the, the tie cannot be. I think the rules may officially state that it cannot be in director or the grand prize either. However, in several recent years, including this year that we're talking about, 2016, there was a tie in director. So for our purposes, we're just going to say the tie cannot be in the palm. And then to move over to a uh, rule specific to us, the tie cannot be in the Grand Prix or Jury Prize either, just because we're all picking movies for those awards from the same pool. And so if someone awards a tie in one of those categories, it just depletes that pool too much. Uh, in addition, one award that is not the palm can be given to a film that was not in competition that played the festival. That means an out-of-competition film, a special screening, or something from Director's Fortnite, Uncertain Regard, or International Critics Week. I believe that covers it. That was a little bit quick. Hopefully it'll make sense as we get into the draft. But did I miss anything? Do you want to tell, talk about our draft format? Yeah, so our draft format is going to be uh, a snake draft. We're going to, in just a second, we're going to randomly generate the... <clears throat> excuse me. We're going to randomly generate 
the order, and then we're just going to go 1, 2, 3, 4, 4, 3, 2, 1, go back and forth until we finish. There's going to be seven to eight rounds, that optional eighth round covering potential ties. So. Oh, and the other, I don't think we specified if when one of us picks something for the Palme d'Or Grand Prix or jury, that is ineligible for all three prizes for anyone else. Yes. So, so films are like a category unto their own. So you, a film cannot be picked multiple times, but if someone has picked a film, you can still pick something from that movie for the director, the screenplay, or one of the actors. So we've uh, everyone now has a number one through four uh, in order of alphabetical by your first name. So Andy is one, Cullen is two, Emilio is three, and I am four. I'm gonna generate random numbers until we've all been picked. So whatever number comes up first, that's who's going first, and it is me. I've been given the first pick. Suspect. <laughs> Do you want me to disqualify myself? No, no. Listen, I'm saying questions should be asked, but continue. Yeah. All right. Uh, Emilio has been given the second pick. (laughs) Shut up, Cullen. Number two, Cullen has been given the third pick. (laughs) And that means that Andy gets the first pick. Andy, I'll give you my two picks for that hot corner. (laughs) If you want it so bad, I'm not giving it up. We've not specified, but I do not think that trading makes sense unless anyone just wants to trade their spot one for one. I'm good. So, I'm going to get into it with the first pick. I, going into this, was slightly was most nervous about not getting my palm pick because I Mm. think even though there are many very good movies uh, there's a clear best one so I'm going to pick that movie and it is Patterson Uh. the Adam Driver starrer yeah I mean it was certainly up there for me I certainly I don't know if I would have picked it Number one, personally, but it definitely is gonna factor onto the second like round of picking like actor and actress and screenplay and stuff. And it's certainly very good. It might have mm-hmm. been a top three for me, so that is a tough loss for me. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's in my top three. Uh, sad to see it go, but uh, excellent movie. Yeah, just rewatched it last night and this morning. Uh, still excellent even at home. Yes, it's one of two movies from this competition that I've seen twice. I didn't specifically rewatch it for this exercise. I rewatched it uh, kind of just on a lazy afternoon about a year or so ago. Uh, but yeah, I just think this movie is wonderful. Jim Jarmish is one of our finest directors, and this is maybe his masterpiece. I. I just, I love the, the, how specific the structure is and how you, some of the dramatic, uh, the, like the, the drama of the film is propelled by the structure and how it will be fulfilled, especially as you reach the weekend. 
uh, Adam Driver is wonderful. I'm sure that someone will pick him at some point. I'm not going to ask anyone to comment on that. It's got a great dog who won the won palm, the palm dog. dog. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I'm very happy with this pick. I'm nervous to see what will be left in uh, seven more picks for me. <laughs> Patterson, I'll yeah. say, feels like a great movie for a lazy Sunday afternoon watch. It was. It was wonderful. Yeah, um, I really, I yeah. and I, like like I said, I, I split this most recent watch over the evening and in the morning, and I think it's just a great morning watch. Mm. Like, getting up and, like, watching Patterson and just sort of, like, letting that set the mood for the day, sure. I think it's just sort of, like, a wonderful uh, feeling to, to, to set for the rest Smoking of the day. Smoking a fat blunt, watching Patterson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So are we ready to move on? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so talking about one of our finest directors. I, pre to this draft, said I was going to cause a lot of controversy and a lot of chaos, but I am not going to do that with my first pick. I'm going with Julieta as my Palm de Or pick. An interesting Palm pick. An excellent Palm pick. Would have perhaps been my second choice. Hmm. Yeah, I mean... Up there for me. One of my favorite movies, period, maybe. I think I made my list of best movies of the last decade, and it's my number two. I absolutely adore it. Even if Patterson was on the board for me, I would have gone Julieta. I love every single aspect about it. I think it's maybe one of the best pieces of storytelling in the Western tradition of the last 1,000 years. So, uh, yeah. Pedro Moldovar, daddy. Any thoughts on Julieta? <laughs> that's another one that feels like you I specifically like uh, not to show my hand too much I would if I had a pick ahead of you I would would not have taken that uh, out of spite but that is one that I wanted to leave open for your actress category and screenplay category because it's so stacked in like both regards yeah i'll i guess i'll it's just by far my favorite movie and i think it would be disingenuous for me to like mm-hmm. not pick it there and then just so i could leave it up for actress and screenplay both categories i think it would easily win for me mm-hmm. yeah this is one that I just watched for the first time in preparation for this. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. Thought it was really terrific. Um, the, I yeah, I just love the. I love movies that like will just randomly skip forward in time a significant amount. I love that aspect of it. Um, I think that the the dual actress uh, in the lead role is is handled beautifully. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just yeah, a terrific I love this movie. movie. And it's also the time jump specifically. Yeah. It, how they do it is very cool. And it's the time jump, and also. What I love about it is, like, if you would ask somebody what the conflict in it is, it would be hard to define because it's really internal. It's just, like, the plot of it reveals to it uh, reveals to you as the, like, emotional stakes of it reveals to you in a very perfectly yeah. paced way. And, like, you don't get how devastating it is till like, more than halfway through, and it's pretty great. Right, yeah. Well, and it, I... I got it on DVD from the library, and I looked at. I thank goodness I didn't read the back of the DVD cover before because the like the plot description they have on there is like the conflict that doesn't present itself until like well over mm-hmm. halfway through the movie, um, and so it's just sort of the yeah, sort of that slow burn reveal. Uh, I think is really extremely well handled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we're on to Cullen. I think. Uh... My prediction is that this round and the next round will go as the first two have went, 
and I'm going to pick my palm with my heart with Andrew Arnold's Stone Cold Masterpiece American Honey. Much like Julieta for Emilio and Patterson for Jesse, it's like one of my favorite movies ever. It just is a movie that I saw it at a, not a weird time in my life, but like sort of a... Uh, I mean, I guess it was a weird time in my life. I don't want to get too far into it, but it was a very like warm movie for me. And it's like about relationships in a way, like friendships and like families that you choose in a way that I really responded to. It's got just... I mean, what else do you want out of a movie than what American Honey gives you? Pacing? <laughs> I bear my soul. <laughs> Set yourself up for that. I think this movie's pretty good. I think it's very well acted. I think it's uh, excellent. There's a couple of performances that I will maybe think about picking later. I enjoy it a whole lot. They're out there. Arnold the Goat. I maybe prefer Fish Tank. I think that movie is a little better of hers, but American Honey is great. Yeah, it, it's one where I yeah I mostly did enjoy it as like a showcase for actors, um, and some more than others. But uh, yeah, I think I think there's a lot going on in that, and I think there's a lot to consider. Um, it's it's one that I think yeah it would be interesting. I would be interested to revisit it at, uh, a, a little further down the line, just because like I feel like. It, parts of it are already fading for me having watched it for the first time and I'd be interested to see like if, if that if that stays on a second viewing or if like other elements come come more forward for me. I'll say also I'm like a sucker for a good needle drop and that movie has like 30. <laughs> make money get turned the best one in there. Yeah, the, um, I might push back and just say that, I mean the grocery store scene at the beginning where they play uh, Found Love in a Hopeless Place is just perfect. <laughs> Lots of good songs in that one. Oh yeah, I mean it's a perfect movie with nothing wrong with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on to Andy, Andrew. All right. Yeah, I gotta make two picks now. Um, Hot corner. Yeah. Um, all right. So I think my the thing that I ranked as my number one for my palm is still up on the board. So I'm gonna take that for my first pick. And that is uh, Ooh, the Handmaiden, yeah. Yeah. a Park Chan Wook film, yeah. um, which uh, again was a, f- a discovery for me uh, as prep for this. And boy, that's just like a terrific ride of a movie. There's so much going on. Uh, it's so twisty and turny. Uh, it's so heightened and elevated that it's just like you know, it's just a thrill ride of a movie. And I and I really, really, really yeah. Had I rewatched this and I went from liking it a lot to absolutely loving it. I, I saw it for the first time at the Philadelphia Film Festival in 2016. That's actually also where I saw Patterson for the first time. Uh, but Handmaiden particularly, I saw late at night, and it was a weird screening where I was like, oh, I like, there's a lot of cool stuff that this movie's doing, but I don't really know what I think of it. And so I really needed that rewatch for it to coalesce. And I, I didn't necessarily remember exactly how all of the twists and turns unfolded and so that was really fun to see happen again yeah i mean it's excellent it's one of the the crazier move it's just like tonally it's pretty wild the way it twists and turns it's among the best twists and turns movies i think i've ever Mm -hmm. seen the acting is 
wonderful as a lot of these movies. It's a pretty good year for actress, as we will yes, probably so. get later. And there's some good performances in that one. Park Chan Wook, the god. Yeah. So yeah, echo everything everyone else said. Can't agree more. Great movie. Pr- probably maybe would have been my number two pick after. It was going to be my pre winner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not anymore. Sucker. Yeah. Um, okay, so for my second category, I think I'm going to move away from the full-on movie categories. And I think I'm going to jump to best director. And I think I'm going to give my best director to mm. Olivier Essayas for personal mm. Um Because when I think about that movie, that's one I didn't have a chance to rewatch for this, so I haven't seen it since shortly after it came out. Um, and when I think about that movie, I think about how much of a directorial achievement I think it is. Like, I think that, like, the ghost story elements and the way that he incorporates, like, the, the texting and all that in that movie, I think is just, is, is a, is a triumph of directing more than anything else for me. And there's many elements of that movie that I really like. And so that's why I'm picking him for best director. A good pick. Very good pick. I mean, also... Not one I've I have I've watched in a while though that movie has grown on me a lot. Just po- after having watched it, in which I was like, I liked it but didn't love it. I have I have thought about it a lot and some things it does towards the end and the way that it has to do with things like death and the things you have with people after they go and stuff that have made me feel more fondly about it after having watched mm-hmm. it. I'm maybe beginning to sound like a broken record. I also saw this at the uh, 2016 Philadelphia Film Festival and not since then, and I I don't remember loving it. I remember liking The Clouds of Sea Maria, the other Stuart Aseas collaboration a lot more, but this is another... Excuse me, but this is another one that I might like to revisit. Let me go see what's going on with the dog before we okay. get to the next pick. I have some prep time. <laughs> I feel like it's been pretty amicable so far. I'm nervous. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like trying to figure out what I'm going to do for like pre now is like my main up in the air question. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm trying to figure that out. Uh, one of the dogs. I think I have a solid jury, but I don't think I. Is it another no, dog? No, a person friend who uh, my mom walks with. Yeah, I think noise it? should be at a minimum. Uh, Do we need a clapper? Okay, so. For my second pick, this is a tough one. I think I'm going to take a cue from Andy and go for director as well. And another cue from Andy no, with the handmaiden, and I will pick Park Chan-wook uh, as director. <laughs> God damn it. It was God damn it. not one I had on my list as I had a plan to win my pre, but the second uh, that was taken from me, I knew I had to stick him in there. It's not a movie, or he's not a director I've seen a lot from. I've only seen uh, Handmaiden and 
his miniseries, The Little Drummer Girl. But you kind of can't deny like what he brings to The Handmaid specifically as a director. It's just such a, like a well... Like, the blocking and everything in that movie is just impeccable. It's it's a true, true, like, master at work. Yeah, he was my second choice uh, if I wasn't able to get a say us. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that movie is such style in that yes. movie. It's, it's yep. insane how much style there is in that movie. I mean, yeah, it is certainly, just tonally, how it can shift and stay a good movie. I think that's a great mark of a good director. Mm-hmm. I think I like Handmaiden and uh, Sympathy for Lady Vengeance of his about the same. I like that other movie a whole lot. And I mean, he, he's a fantastic director who people should watch more movies by. This perhaps makes me a basic bitch, but I quite like Old Boy. That's a real movie. Old Boy's good. Old Boy's great. When the boys are old, you gotta stand. <laughs> it's hammer time, baby. <laughs> Okay, so is it uh, is it yeah, on yeah. to me? It's yeah, yeah. time for you to make a choice. Huh. Huh. What do I go with? I'm You know what? For the Grand Prix, I'm going to go with Tony Erdman. Ooh. I the Marinade film in German. I watched it for the first time recently in an effort to watch movies on the reverse shot top 20 of the decade list. And I think it's pretty great. I had previously made an attempt to watch it and found it kind of boring. And But on a rewatch of the entire thing, you kind of get what it's... Not even what it's going for, but it like it definitely builds up to emotional moments and moments of like comedic tension in a way that is very impressive and I enjoy it a lot. It's a very good movie about a very specific sort of relationship and even though I can't quite identify, I think it, I find it very fascinating and funny to watch and I really like it. Strong pick. It's a bit of a scandal when this movie did not get any awards at the actual festival. Uh, it was considered the front runner for the palm perhaps. And while it did not get uh, any of our palms either, it was certainly never going to be left out. And I'm glad to see it get someone's Grand Prix, even if it is not my absolute favorite movie. Yeah, I, I, I haven't seen it since it was originally in theaters here. And I, I was not in love with it at the time. I think there's like one incredible sequence and then the rest of it felt, uh, you know, on the flabby mm-hmm. side for me. Um but uh, yeah, glad glad to see it. Uh, it's, it's got its fans here. Yep. Also, good performances in that one. I think that type of comedy just has really been speaking to me more these days. I was really reminded of a pigeon sat on a branch, reflecting on existence, watching that sort of like very dry, just sort of visual, sort of like mumbled comedy in it. I don't know. I just like it. I enjoy mm-hmm. the things it communicates about the people at its center mm-hmm. that is brought out through I jokes. I probably need to see this again, too. It's quite long, That's I will true. say. Yes. Long film. I'd say um, give Marinade's uh, other movie from last decade a shot. Everyone else, it's more normal, but it's pretty good. It's like a, it's a good one still. Mm-hmm. Sure. 
Alright, yeah. Jesse. Now, alright, with my first pick, I'm going to do something that I forgot to mention you're allowed to do, but it Oh. Anyone else who wants to do this, it's still available to you because no, this hasn't come up yet. This is not my tie. This doesn't count as a tie. I'm picking for best actress Kim Tae and Kim Min Hee from The Handmaiden. Multiple actors from the same film is not a tie. Anyone else is still welcome to do really? that. But yeah. Once this film was taken from me as a film, and taken, Park Chan Wook was taken away as director, which was my initial plan, this feels like the place where I've got to award it. Because I, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, this is a one, two wonderful performances. Yeah, I mean, it's, they're great performances of, like, canniness and, like, l they make the tension of, well, like, how aware yes. they, they are of the situation are it very good mm. without it being, like, preening mm -hmm. and, like, makes it, like, too too twisty and that, like, oh, they should clearly know more and that this is just frustrating to watch. They make it, they make them not knowing a fascinating point mm -hmm. of... Yeah. Tension, and yeah, Kim and he also one of the best actors of her generation. Yeah, certainly. And the way that movie like hands yeah. them each like a section, I think is really terrific. In the way that like they both they can they can both be supporting and leading mm -hmm. in their own sections, I think really speaks to like both their talents and and the the some of the the the, the deeper pleasures of that movie. And then of course they both get that last section, which is wonderful as well. So yeah. for my next pick, I am going to take my grand prize winner, and that will be. Paul Verhoeven's L. Yeah, I would imagine that was going soon. Yep, I think... Yeah. Watched it recently. Yep, Good movie. I think a phenomenal movie. I think one of the best movies of the festival. I would not... Have, I think maybe a year ago, I maybe would have identified it as my second favorite of the festival. It perhaps has now been overtaken a little bit by some films that have already been picked, but I'm very happy with American uh, Honey. No. I'm very happy with it. It's obviously a weird thorny yes. movie, but Verhoeven, I think, is one of our best directors again, and I think this is uh, maybe one of his, maybe his best movie, though I've not seen his older, um, Scandinavian Danish movies. He's a Dane, right? Yeah. Sure. Uh, no, he's not Dane. Is he Danish? Oh, no, I thought he was uh, a... the other one, the one I always get it confused with. He's Dutch. Dutch. Yes. Danish, Dutch. I'll say it's my favorite non-English language movie of his that I've seen. How many of those? Which has it beating out what? Black Book? That's the only one. 
That's just to say it's number two behind Basic Instinct. Basic Instinct is your favorite Verhoeven? Oh. I mean, we can't really get into it, but that movie is a masterpiece. <laughs> My second least favorite English language Verhoeven? Obviously above the Hollow Man. <laughs> Wait, do you... Well, I guess you haven't watched Flesh and Blood, right? No, I've seen Flesh and Blood. Wow, you uh, like Flesh and Blood more. They're, like, about the same, maybe. Maybe I like, uh... Reevaluate, I'll say. You can think a little more than Flesh and Blood. That movie feels... Sharon Stone. More like a mess than his other movies, I guess. I guess less... It's a mess in a way that works less for me, anyway. Because uh, Showgirls is like a, a perfect mess. Yeah. L, a great Showgirls, Grand Prix yeah, winner. Showgirls doesn't work for me. That's at my bottom of my Verhoeven rankings. I have Total Recall at the top. L's around my fourth of his out of, overall out of all you the let, ones You I've think seen. that Showgirls is worse than <laughs> The Hollow Man? Ugh. I do. <laughs> no, actually, hate The Hollow Man. I think that's a fine fine little genre thriller for the most part, but yeah. Right. Alright. Okay. I didn't mean to send us down this hole. Yeah. <laughs> the, ver the ver hole then. <laughs> anyway, L, uh, good pick, very striking movie, very uh, extremely uh, thorny movie to think about and talk about. Uh, there's There's so much going on there. Uh, it's it's one of it's one of the most uh, I would say conversation provoking. Yeah, and I will say I've got now. I, I believe I said before this started to everyone that if my if I actually ended up with what I thought were the best actor and actress from this festival, it meant something had gone wrong. That is because Adam Driver and Isabel right. Huppert would theoretically be right. in those awards, mm. but I wanted to award those movies as movies because I think they're very, very good. Okay. Time for my third pick? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. So, I'm not going to go jury prize here because in the little planning that I've been doing while y'all have been talking, <laughs> I've been trying to figure out what category might be a little thin. So I realized that actor might be a yeah. little thin, so I might as well take my pick there. So I'm going to go with Shia LaBeouf in American Honey. Hell yeah! A performance I adore. I like Shia a lot as an actor. I, I am generally a fan of very intense, like, manic dudes. I am a big Nick Cage fan, and I think <laughs> Shia is, like, in that realm... And I think he's excellent in that movie. I think he he can he does a good job of vacillating between being very intense and then well not very like being very angry and being very like sad in both in ways that are, are intense. But there it's like he, he feels he's such a force in that movie more than he is like a person. Yes. He just like affects that entire movie. And while like just he might have issues with its pacing, I think. When he's in the movie and when it just like knowing that whether he's about to pop up and that like central romance that he does a big job carrying, I it's just what I love about American Honey and I think and I just love that performance and if I did like 
my favorite performances of the decade or like of all time. He might make it his way onto there. I just really love him in that. Mm-hmm. Hard agree. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I wasn't as in love with that performance. I I don't know. I got it a little mixed up. I think with my feelings for the character, I was just like, this guy's bad news. I want the characters I like to get away from him, um, which was sort of a, a, a thought that I had several times throughout the the movie. Um, I, I think he does. He does a pretty good job. Uh, this is pretty good job. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I, I think. I think that movie, if it's good about anything, though, generally, is that it, I don't think it's very judgy. I don't think the movie thinks he is a necessarily sure. a terrible person. Oh, no, that's, yeah, I am entirely judging the character. Yeah. That's not and I think it. even though, like, it makes sure that the main character played by Sasha... Lane. Sasha Lane is also shown her faults, and I think the way that that relationship progresses back and forth is very compelling and i don't know i just like shia he's got crazy eyes and i like it when he used them he's got a good he's got a good rat tail shout out to whoever the hair and makeup person on american honey is oh it made me shudder (laughs) every time the hair goes i mean yeah just like those two actors when they are on screen like you can see lightning bolts coming off. Their energy is so good together. As Colin previously mentioned that we found love in a hopeless place with just Shia dancing on top of a on the payment it's like a check on a checkout line. line. Yes. Yeah, checkout counter. It's just that's cinema. It's the most like it's. Uh, I think A twenty four for press put up that clip as like a trailer with you know blurbs from whoever, uh, and I probably watch it like. Anytime I'm in a bad mood, that's like something that can bring you up. It's so just great the way. I mean, a lot of it, 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 yeah, everything just works so well together in that movie. Love to see Shia get a shout. One of our finest actors. Even Steven's gang. (laughs) Even Steven's gang. One of our finest. Uh, I mean, he. Yeah, I, he, I'll stand by if that. If he did a better job picking projects, I would also stand by it. I think he's a good actor. He's in a lot of bad stuff. He should. I feel like better. anything he is in that is bad, he's still charismatic and charming. <laughs> I feel like the Transformers are like he's not quite there in some of them. Well. But uh, yeah. I haven't seen those movies. So. I mean, he really didn't work for me in Honey Boy, but that's a different conversation. We'll talk about Honey Boy at a later date. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to my third pick. Yep. All right. So I'm gonna institute uh, Jesse's two from the same movie rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, in a similar instance with the two handmaiden ladies, I will be picking Adriana Ugart. And Emma Suarez for best actress from uh, Julieta. That is, um, yeah. I mean, we talked about it a little bit with the time shift, but like the way that they both play their specific parts of uh, Julieta is just something that's like I've seen. Surprisingly, after hearing like Amelia rave about it for a while. I was surprised to see, like, Julieta has sort of a middling response uh, from, like, the sort of people who I follow and yeah, everything on the like, internet. Yeah, it wasn't, like, in general uh, at this can. It was not terribly well-received either. I think, I think it is weird that this one got a kind of middling reception and Pain and Glory was like, oh, this one's really great. This is a comeback when I feel like both of those movies are absolutely wonderful. 
Yeah, and I feel like, you know, this is, it's so much of what, like, there's other aspects to it, obviously, but what they both bring to it is such, like, how that movie works for me, and, like, the way they do the switch of when she enters in, like, switches back from Adriano Garch to Emma Suarez is, like, a real, it's, like, you know, palpable thing. You can just feel it, and the way that they both play the parts is just, you know, they're both, it's just so great, like, yeah. and even, like, you can't deny the it. The struggle specific that the version of Julieta there, each of them are playing, just, like, the domestic drama in the first half, and the, like, loneliness of the second half, yes. it's just, like, they give very good performances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would yeah. say I might give the slight edge, like, of those two, to Emma Suarez for, like, that last act in particular, but sure. I think they are both, like, doing great, great work, and hearing that, I was able to give them both that one win. I was like, there's no mm-hmm. way I can't do that. Yeah, absolutely. And that the handoff between them is, like, seamless. I, like, was not 100% sure. Yes, like, oh, yeah. did, this, did they switch actresses for this part? Uh, it's really tremendous how effective. And I will say the reason I know that you can give multiple actresses or actors from the same film an award is actually because uh, the ensemble cast of Volver won that award together mm. in 2006, ten years before this. And I'll say, uh, similar to The Handmaiden, they're able to sort of play like, in this sort of melodrama space without being, like, too art or, like, theatrical with it, like, keeping it grounded but still, like, writing that line in a way that is, like, what I like in a movie. Dreams falling down on me Heavy things I could not see Alright, we took a little break there for some audio issues. But we're going to get back with Andy's next. Yes, excited to pick. Hope you all enjoyed, a, I don't know, Spanish Flea or whatever Jesse played for the technical difficulties. Um, <laughs> all right. So, I have two picks now. Uh, I'm going to start uh, with Best Actor, because surprisingly, Adam Driver is still on the board for Best Actor. So I will pick Adam Driver for Patterson. And then since uh, this package deal... Uh, uh, thing exists and I didn't know about that earlier. I'm going to throw in Barry Shabaka Henley in for good measure because uh, I think they're both really terrific in Patterson. Um, I think Adam Driver gives an incredible watching and listening performance uh, and just the way that he takes in everything surrounding him and you can see like him actually processing it within that movie uh, is just kind of incredible and just incredibly compelling in a way that maybe it should not be because he is fairly passive uh in that movie uh i think it's just an incredible performance from one of our finest actors and uh i love it a lot and so i'm really surprised and glad it's still up on the board for me to take this round you gotta talk about barry shabaka henley too. oh sure barry shabaka henley yes of course he's terrific as well he uh his little runner about like playing chess uh, uh, with himself is really good. His uh, Also his runner about all the famous people from Patterson, where he's like who he will or will not put up on the board, I think is just a delight. You sort of get, he has very, you see him in, just in that very limited environment in the bar where Patterson regularly visits him. And I think you get so much of what his life is like and what he cares about from him in that limited space that I think it's just like a really like 
uh, uh, surprisingly deep performance. Yeah, Adam Driver gives the best performance of 2016. Well, with an asterisk next to that. I feel like we just talked about Shia LaBeouf, so... (laughs) 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 I'm with you, Colin. History will decide. History will decide who is one of our finest actors. Yeah, are we gonna have like the fans like vote on who did best or whatever? Like, is that what's gonna happen after this? Sure. Yeah. The fans. (laughs) (laughs) A bold claim in our uh, current position. Our infancy. Yeah. (laughs) Who needs them? If you listen to this, you're a dumb, stupid idiot. (laughs) You're a dumb motherfucker. I mean, I love me some Barry Shabaka. Yeah. Got a good face. Mm-hmm. Like it when he talks. Yep. Mm-hmm. Any, any, yeah. Anyone else have anything to say about Adam Driver or Barry Shabaka Henley in Patterson? Uh, I think that's a respectable pick. <laughs> respectable? <laughs> I think Adam Driver is very good in Patterson. I think Barry Shabaka Henley is also very good. Yeah. I don't know what the limit to this sort of inclusion thing package deal is. Where I would throw William Jackson Harper in there as well. Yeah, he's also probably on the edge for me. I think his uh, his big blow up scene is really really good. Um, he's maybe a little less shaded than some of the other characters, uh, which is maybe why I'm not including him in the in the package. But uh, yeah, I think he's also excellent in the movie. And I know it's uh, a male dog being played by a female dog, but. <laughs> Great dog. We talked about it already. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, Andy stopped me from picking the dog in Method Man from Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> That's my best actor. <laughs> All right. So shall we move on? Yeah. To my second Go ahead. To my, to my uh, fourth pick. Yes. Uh, I'm going to stay in the actor lane. And I think as my best actress... Uh, I'm going to pick Sasha Lane in American Honey. Um, I mentioned that American Honey was uh, not, like, my favorite of the movies that I watched for this this project. But uh, I think she's incredibly magnetic in that movie. Uh, You really care for her instantly in that movie, and you want, like, good things for her. From the beginning, when she's, like, caring for these young children in such a uh, loving way, but then moves on from them because she is herself so young you can tell and like still needs to experience uh her youth in a certain way in that movie um yeah it's it's really it's 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 a exciting performance uh from her and i i'm really excited to see what else she goes uh on to do because i believe this was sort of her breakout right she had like was a oh, yeah. discovery for this movie yes. yeah did you She's see a wild whisper blown has in the anyone wind? seen the miseducation of cameron post I have not. No, I have not. Uh, yeah, so. that's her other movie. I think she's on a TV uh, show coming out soon, too. Huh. You don't want to package Riley Coe in there? <laughs> Which one was that? <laughs> well, I, <laughs> Which one was Riley Coe? Yeah. She's like she the leader. Like, she's Riley Coe. I don't know. I mean, I know who Riley <laughs> Keough is, but like, I don't recognize her. She's, she hasn't... Uh, that's she hasn't insane. made enough of an impression on me for me to be like, oh, that's Riley Keough whenever I see Riley Keough. Shia LaBeouf, like, oils her up or whatever in the movie. Andy sure. doesn't recognize the prettiest woman alive. 
<laughs> a woke king. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sarge Lane. Yeah. I'm glad it's getting uh, American Honey's getting some love after Jesse was so disparaging towards it. <laughs> after Jesse said, and to quote. I mean, what we didn't say that in the break, Je- it was just Jesse saying how <laughs> American Honey was a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> a failure of cinema. Anyone even- who likes any element of it is a dum-dum and a loser. Yep, three it's out not- of five. It's not even a theme park riot. It's at best a bumper <laughs> cars riot. <laughs> Gave it the palm the doo-doo. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. Great pick. Time for Colin's next pick. Okay. I might go (laughs) off the reservation a bit here. I'm going to pick my Grand Prix winner, which, of course, is the Neon Demon. (laughs) Jesus Christ. That's the one that I think is a palm to (laughs) doo-doo. I'm glad that's catching on. Listen. I'm the only one who will defend that in any regard on this podcast. But it is such a I good movie. I think aspects of it are good. I, I don't know if you're the only person who will defend it on any regard. I think it overall it's not good, though. Continue. Yeah. A same review to you, sir. It's, uh, you know, it's what it is. It's, like, not anything... I don't know. I mean, I kind of don't know how to describe it, like, other than I was so shocked to have loved it as much as I did. I've only heard sort of negative things about it. Uh, and I could have had a better time. It's so funny. There's like hilar- like legit hilarious performances in it. Um, I no one else will pick it, so I can say like Alessandro Nivola is incredible in them uh, in, in that movie. Uh, Bella Heathcote incredible. It's maybe my favorite Elle Fanning performance, which is like maybe a hot take to say when people go Gaga for this year or uh, the 2016 performance of hers. Uh, and 20th Century Women, which I find to be a great uh, piece of, like, using her but not letting her do too much. (laughs) I find, like, 20th Century Women, that's, like, my least favorite aspect of the movie is maybe her character. And I think in the end, I mean, she's stretching some muscles she hasn't really before that I've seen. And, uh, you know, it's great to look at, great score. More than happy to have it as my Grand Prix winner. Mm. Okay, good for you. <laughs> good for you. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I do have to say I have not seen this movie. Uh, I famously <laughs> loathe Drive entirely, so I will not watch any other Nicholas Winding Refn movie because he seems like the it's, worst person alive to me. It's different than Drive, uh, and it's yes, than it's Drive. worse. That's how no. it's different. <laughs> it's dumber. <laughs> It's not dumb, it's cool and smart. <laughs> and I am for liking it. <laughs> we'll move on. Hmm. What am I going to pick now with my fourth pick? It's tough. But I will go with... Paul Verhoeven for best director. Alright. Very enough. respectable. I think... What that movie manages to do and accomplish just tonally and performance-wise and all of the like, things it has to balance, I think, I mean, that's a great job by him for doing all that. 
at the end of it, like what it's saying, I don't know if I can completely stand for it, but just like on as the execution of his weird, weird brain, I have to appreciate L. So Verhoeven gets my director win. Good pick. Okay. Mm-hmm. Want to move on to Jesse? Yeah, I. Cullen talked about going off the reservation with Neon Demon. I'm gonna fully go off the reservation and execute my not in a uh, competition film win. I'm going to award Best Actor to Ryan Gosling in The Nice Guys. Was on my list. That's a good, good thing. Mm-hmm. Was also would also be on my list. This was he's very funny. Yes, this was to my mind the clear. If you're gonna pick something not in competition, it's gotta be Gosling and the Nice Guys. I well, think. We'll see about that. <laughs> okay. All right. But yeah, he is incredibly funny. I mean, I think Crow is great too, but Gosling is just on another level. Fucking thing with the toilet. The toilet is good. The window. Yeah, the window. That's where I was <laughs> Yeah. Great performance. It's been a while since I've seen this movie, but yeah. So, so there's two ways of looking at things. That's a good scene. Uh-huh. I'll say that's not a movie that I, like, for a movie that the internet sort of goes gaga for, it's not one for me, but that Gosling performance, he's like one of my faves, and... It's cool to see him do comedy and do it so well. Yeah, I mean, I would say that I like um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang more, I think, but I like the Gosling performance as much as anything in either of those movies. I used to be like that, and then I rewatched Kiss Kiss Bang Bang recently and was, like, slightly less into it. That's interesting. And I think The, the Nice Guys is just hilarious, start, start to bottom. Maybe. There's maybe a little... There's maybe a little more style and coolness in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, but the Nice mm-hmm. Guys is just so funny. Yeah, I'll have to give them each another look, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then... Yeah, I, I don't like the Nice Guys very much. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's kind of grating to me, and Gosling's never been one of my so guys, mean. especially when he's in a yeah. sleepwalking mode, which he isn't in this movie. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's fine. Mm-hmm. And then... two, it has Andy's two least favorite things: being nice and being guys. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then, because I am beginning to run out of places to award him, I'm going to give best screenplay to Pedro Almodovar or Julieta, yeah. which we talked about a lot. Yep. I mean, a great piece of writing. A great piece of writing. Maybe, who's to say it's not one of the greatest scripts ever written? Yep. Yeah, I mean, a wonderful work of adaptation, though I've not read the Alice Munro stories, I think. uh, Taking a few short stories, putting them into one piece, though I think they are all part of a cycle about that same character. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't feel like, even though they are about the same character it still does not feel like it is a series of short stories about a character it feels like it is this is the life of this character basically yeah yeah it's it's wonderful wonderful screenplay yep 
the way it reveals information, the, just the structure of it is pretty. Yeah. Pretty astonishing. It's yeah. It's yeah, so good. I mentioned earlier, yeah, the time jumps I think are just handled ex- executed flawlessly. Uh, yeah, it's it's a really really great screenplay. Okay, is it my turn? Yep. Hey, oh, you're yes. back up. Hmm. What again? What will I do? The question on all go. of our minds. I will give my jury prize to. Hmm. Personal shopper. Good pick. Good. I, as I said before, when Andy picked it for best director, it is a movie that has stuck with me very much in a lot of ways. And even though I also would say I like Clouds of Sils Maria a little more and maybe Carlos a little more also, I think the ambition of what it's trying to say and do and achieve is very, very impressive. And I enjoy aspects of it a whole lot. So I think I am fine giving it my jury prize. It's a good one. Good. I like that pick. So now to Colin. I'm also going to do my jury prize. And I'm going to go out of competition with this one. And from International Critics Week, my award will be going to Julia DeCornau's Raw. Mm-hmm. Mm. A movie that Fully whips. <laughs> How does it whip? I mean, without going too far into the details of the movie, uh, it's like, I, I think I heard someone describe it as like a punk rock movie about vets who eat each other, and it's, that's what it is, and it just rules. Uh, it's like, there's a, I, can't, I, I wish I had the, actress's name right now I don't but there's some really really great performances in that movie when I watched it for the first time last year and it like instantly jumped to sort of my top of the top of the pile for its year which I think is like a technically a 2017 I believe that's right but but yeah it's like a fully fully great movie that if you haven't seen I couldn't recommend enough the states you've turned into a European Sorry. Could you tell that I was holding my nose when I said that? <laughs> you guys have anything to say about Raw? Have not seen. I've not watched it. Uh, Emilio, I think it'd be up your alley. Andy, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> maybe just go on a walk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. There's a lot about that premise that turns me off. Uh, yeah, I'm certainly more open to liking it than like the Neon Demon or whatever. But uh... <laughs> yeah, I I think it is a good movie. I agree. <laughs> Might throw a very or a really in there, but no, no, I'm alright. <laughs> Andy, yeah. what's your pick? All right. Uh, so I Pop have. Uh, I'm gonna pick out. I'm go. I've filled up a lot of my below the line categories. I'll start with f- picking my Grand Prix. Um. And below the line. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with 
the salesman for my Grand Prix, um, which is Oscar Farhadi's uh, uh, movie uh, about um, it's about a man uh, who is uh, acting in a production of Death of a Salesman uh, in Iran, uh, and uh, and also his wife. The wife is assaulted. Uh, he he then tries to sort of uh, figure out who did that while um, she is is uh, handling the the post traumatic stress from that encounter. Uh, you sort of uh, go into a lot of corners as through this. I, I think it really weaves a lot in with uh, the the pl- the play Death of a Salesman. I think there's like a really interesting, especially because Death of a Salesman is sort of like a totemic American work. I think seeing that in the context of Iran is really really interesting. Uh, and it's just a movie that like when I saw it, it's been a while. I I rewatched like a half an hour of it today, uh, but then I ran out of time before we had to record. Um, uh, so I haven't seen it since it came out, but it was one that really just sort of blew me away when I saw it. I think it's really uh, got some terrific performances, and I think it's really uh, just a a sort of down and down in the dirt drama that that really packs a lot of punch. You can't see, but I've broken out into hives because I am allergic to Ashgar Farhadi. And I believe no one else has seen this, so uh, I'm the only one who gets to speak on on behalf of it. Uh, There's an old man in this movie uh, who um, uh, the main character uh, uh, sort of uh, has a a, a lot of interactions with, um, and... uh, he eventually like has a heart attack at one point and that scene is i think incredibly memorable for me um yeah it's 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 a movie that that i really uh think is 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 has 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 a lot in it to 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 dig into yeah i i'm also not the biggest farhadi fan i won't say that i have a reaction to it i think he's uh his sort of well uh best received is um a separation, which I thought was pretty good. Boring. Or, or that's maybe too disparaging. I thought it was. It was. I, I mean, I found it a nice watch. He <laughs> makes intense a, movies. A nice watch. Yeah, that's like the worst way to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> he he definitely makes like intense movies of the ones I've seen. I don't remember a single thing about either of his movies I've seen, which is uh, the salesman and the separation. I mean, yeah, I think he just has a, he has a terrific way of, I think, drawing characters uh, who are, I find, very compelling. And, uh, yeah, I, I really like this movie. And, I, I uh, and yeah, that's what I have to say about it. Um, shall I move on to my next pick? Okay. Go ahead. All right, so um, I'm going to move over to screenplay, I think. Um, and I will... Uh, pick a double winner for me and uh, pick Scr- uh, Patterson for screenplay. Uh, Jim Jarmusch's mm. uh, screenplay for that, I think. Uh, another one that weaves in another art form, in this case poetry, in like a really uh, excellent way. Uh, y- you see the-, the way that it incorporates poetry into the story is, is I think, uh, really... It's, it's weirdly calming uh, in-, in-, in a really effective way. Uh, while also like thematically like letting you into the mind of uh, this guy, um, and just like just rewatching it yesterday and today, I, the, the the scene that really really stood out to me is just like that's like a great scene uh, is the scene where Patterson on his walk home uh, encounters a young girl 
and like just like asked mm-hmm. to sit next to her and talks to her and she is a poet as well as he as him and she like shares her poet poem with him and he like is so appreciative of that while not being overly showy i think that just scene is just like perfect and wonderful uh and and really gets at the heart of this character uh and i think uh it's a movie that i yeah i think the screenplay for it is is just beautiful yeah a movie that made me think i was like should i get into poetry <laughs> but, yeah uh, it didn't take if you could believe it i think i made an attempt at reading the william carlos williams poem patterson that certainly did not take <laughs> who needs poems when you've got the visual poetry of nicholas winding refn <laughs> hashtag by nwr my bad <laughs> Did you know that, Andy, that did you know that uh, Nicholas Winding Refn for his Amazon show his director credit shows up as hashtag by NWR? <laughs> I think I did know that. <laughs> and uh, again, a he seems loser. like the worst person alive. That's all I have to say about. I that. think that is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, make your pick. Um. Okay. Man, if only I had a hot corner. Um, <laughs> well, you don't, I think, so quit complaining about yeah. it. I think I'm also going to pick uh, my screenplay winner, uh, one that we've talked about already, uh, but Marinade's uh, screenplay for Tony Erdman. Mm-hmm. Just great stuff. Stuff is great. Yeah, I'll, I mean, just we've talked about it. Uh, what, you picked it for pre? Yep. Yeah, so, I mean... It's a it's a great piece of writing, I think. Uh, everyone else, I also like her other movie of hers that I've seen. Um, balances, you know, the sort of humor and drama of that specific movie very well, and it all comes down to the writing, baby. It does all come down to the writing, baby? I mean, just to continue down this road, I'm for this actress. I'm going with. Sandra Huller for Tony Erdman. A great pick. Mm-hmm. Who I think gives a pretty wonderful performance in it. It's like... Just like because of the what of the plot of the movie is where it's like a father tries to get her his like very serious daughter to like lighten up a little and have more fun and just like stop being so career oriented and like mm. mean to people. And so that kind of leaves you at the beginning with a reflection of like, oh, well, she's just going to play like icy and aloof to what his jokes are. But she gives a performance that is more canny. She That character is a lot funnier in her weird meanness, her like intensity to the people around her when her father's not around, the way that she reacts to her father as I think excellent. There are some, there are a couple of particularly extremely brave, I don't, I think it's maybe not a great way to describe female performances but just like the there are two sequences towards the end that are just like leaves your mind boggled on how somebody could give that good a performance while doing that yeah so mm-hmm. i think I, she's yeah. awesome she's, she's really good yeah i don't love this movie though i think i've already said i'd like to rewatch it but i did consider both huler and simona Shek. Yes, Monashek, who is plays her father, is also wonderful. He's also great. Uh, the um, 
the Whitney Houston scene. Yes, that's the scene that I think, like, super-duper lands in that movie. It's so hysterical. Yeah, I'd say that's probably... I mean, the the club scene I find very funny as well. Yeah, I mean, I think the club scene, the, like, party towards the end that Mm -hmm. I will not spoil, I think is also very... Just how she plays it, more than anything, is, I think, very both funny and, like, weird and, like, off-putting but interesting and i think she's doing a lot i think this might also double back to my screenplay pick a bit but i remember finding the ending incredibly touching as well <laughs> yeah she, she's good she's a good actress would like to see her in more things but i have not jesse your pick ah uh, yes so i think i think all of my last three picks are probably pretty safe so it doesn't necessarily matter what order i pick them in so i'm just gonna take what i feel most passionate about next which is that for director i'm going to take christy puyu of sierra nevada which Mm. i'm the only one who has seen this movie but it is just an absolute masterclass of direction that's a horrible cliche uh it uh, so most the majority of the movie is set in one apartment over one afternoon in which a family is remembering their patriarch who has passed away and there's just a lot of like long takes in which you're going from room to room, a lot of panning, uh, and then there'll be times where you're just in one room, you're moving from character to character, the, the sound is really incredible, what you're, what you're hearing at different times versus what you're seeing, uh, he's getting a bunch of wonderful performances out of everyone, I just, I, I love this movie, this is a movie that never really got any distribution in the United States. Uh, which is really unfortunate, because I think it's wonderful, and I'm really excited to hear, uh, to see Malmkrog, which it sounds like is a similarly kind of surprising movie. I, I've not, I've been kind of avoiding reading too much about it, because it sounds like they're it's doing again like doing some very specific things and i was excited i was exciting as i was watching it to like realize how specific sierra nevada was being and then yeah with my next pick i guess i'll go with my jury prize because the other is gonna be a tie somewhere which I know what movie I'm using that tie for, but I haven't decided where to award it yet. Mm-hmm. But the jury prize, I'm down to two, kind of three, but really two. I think I'm going to pick the movie in defiance that did not get an award at Cannes in the actual awards which is Kleber Mendonça Filho's Aquarius, which unfortunately ah. I do not remember a whole lot about, 
that I remember quite liking. I think it's yes, a really I just watched it uh, great. A then ago. You, you go ahead and um, talk about it. Maybe. Sure. Yeah, that was gonna be that was my probably what was gonna be my jury pick, mm-hmm. but you picked it, which is uh-huh. fine. Um, I yeah, I really liked this movie. Uh, it's about uh, a woman who lives in like an apartment complex in uh, Brazil. Uh, you see her, you first see her like as very uh, uh, as a younger woman in like the in, like the early late seventies, early eighties. Uh, she has breast she has had breast cancer and had a breast removed. Uh, and then uh, the old the most of the story is sent her as older. She has like grown up kids and grandkids and stuff, and she's the last remaining one in her apartment building. And the like um, the the management company of the right. apartment building is like trying to get her out so that they can like redevelop it. Um, and so she faces that. She faces her family uh, as they sort of push on her to like maybe consider and accept this offer. You go into sort of like what sort of dirty tricks the the, the management company or our uh, construction company are doing to her, while also she like she really loves music and she has all these records and she talks about that a lot. Uh, it's a really terrific performance from uh, Sonia Braga in, uh, in the lead, uh, and yeah, I like I liked it a lot. Great pick, Jesse. <laughs> yeah, you you were of course welcome, Andy, to take my runner-up in this category, which is, of course, Xavier Dolan's It's Only the End of the World. Sure. Except I can't, because I haven't seen it, so. <laughs> what did you, what, 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 do you don't, do you don't remember anything specific that you liked about it? Uh, Jesse? I like the performance a lot. I, I, mm-hmm. that's another, again, I think Actress was extremely strong, like, yeah. Mo- most there's like half of the movies in this competition i think had a deserving actress winner right spoiled for choice mm-hmm. yeah uh but yeah like it's i think it's paced really well it's a pretty long movie that maybe mm-hmm. feels its length but like earns it yeah it's split up into sections mm-hmm. uh um in an effective way. Yeah, and I'm excited to see his next movie, Baccarat, while awake. <laughs> Fully alert. Same. Um, now it's my turn. And I guess I'm only missing screenplay and the tie, which I'm sort of confused on how it works, but I'll assume I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. <laughs> For my screenplay, what should I do? I will I will venture to outside of competition and pick Hirokazu Koreeda's script for After the Storm. Mm-hmm. Which uh has anybody else here watched After the Storm? I have not. Yes, but it's another not. one I don't remember anything about. Eh, okay, Love After Korea. the Storm is by is a movie by Hirokazu Goreda starring Hiroshi Abe who gives a pretty wonderful performance as like mm-hmm. a deadbeat dad slash private detective who is just like trying to make ends meet by like doing petty jobs for people including like spying on teenagers and stuff for other, on behalf of other teenagers so he can have enough like child support money to like pay for his kid who lives with his ex-wife and it's I don't know it's like very small and slice of lifey and it gets very in depth on in depth on the characters and then the second half 
if it mostly takes place within an apartment during a storm. And it becomes like a very good like chamber drama about the way that it because it's like Hiroshi Abe's character is stay, is staying during the storm at his ex wife's apartment with his ex wife's mom and his son and it's like very like decent exploration of like why they used to be together and the things that they loved about each other and why don't they why they don't love each other anymore and his relationship with his kid and why his kid is sometimes disappointed in him and like doesn't know get the full picture of what he's trying to do for him and like his relationship with the grandmother and all of that and i think i don't know i think it's a very just like like Korea often does it's a very nice and sort of wrenching portrait of a family though i think it's lighter than a lot of his other work it's mostly just about figuring out who your family is and how that works in modern Japan and I'm pretty fond of it okay yeah Yeah. that's my pick it was one I meant to watch before the podcast Mm -hmm. but uh, yeah I didn't have time I mean I like um, the films of his that I I will damn Koreeda with fate praise intentionally by saying that I do like him more than Farhadi. Oh boy. Get out of here. Get so, um, out of here. Call it what call picks it. do you uh, what picks do you have left, Andy? Uh, I have uh, jury and then um, if I have a tie. Okay. I'm just hoping to not get snaked here. <laughs> um so I think I'll go with my tie right now. Okay. Um, which is going to be sort of a weird one since I already have two actresses winning an actress, but mm-hmm. per the rules. Uh, so I'm going to give my tie to Ruth Nega in mm-hmm. Loving. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a movie that I'm super in love with, uh, to play the pun up a bit, but I really like Jeff Nichols as a filmmaker, uh, and that's only to say that, like, this is maybe on the lower end of his films, but it's still, like, very good and specifically very well acted. Um, It's about this uh, interracial couple in, like, I want to say the 50s, (laughs) um, who live in Virginia, but then go to D.C. once... uh, Ruth Nega's character becomes pregnant um, and they get married in DC where it's legal and then they get they end up like getting kicked out of Virginia because it's illegal there and they're run out by the police and they sort of keep going back and forth uh, with this uh, to like court with the judge to try and get it where they have to either go to jail for uh, I don't remember what the time frame is, but they go to. They, it's like their punishment presentation at the beginning is they either have to go to jail or leave Virginia for 25 years, um, and they have to like leave their family and everything behind. Mm-hmm. But uh, Ruth Nega is like it's a very quiet movie, and it's a lot of just like presence by its lead actors. And Ruth Nega is someone who I've only seen in this and the TV show Preacher. But, uh, That's not true. The... You saw Ad Astra. Oh, right. She's in Ad Astra. Well, I mean, as much as I like that movie, that's a pretty role. <laughs> um, but I found I, I just I felt that she's so 
she's got such a like yeah like mm-hmm. a presence and loving specifically where she you just feel there's specific scenes where she gets like news over the phone and you yes, see like every emotion sort of go movie. across her face and she's able just to without saying anything you know say so much uh and i'm very very happy to give her the tie mm-hmm. yeah i i really love those two lead performances in loving uh for non-American actors, both of them, I think they're capturing oh. the the American South and the the kind of mannerisms really well. Uh, they actually both kind of remind me of uh, my grandparents, respectively, who live in Tennessee. So they are both white. Yeah, and this is uh, Jeff Nichols was hovering around. Some of my other categories. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like he's a very thoughtful filmmaker, like already, and him taking this movie specifically, like, I had no uh, expectations that it wouldn't be anything other than, like, well thought and presented, like, uh, empathetically. Like, he's a very, he's much like Jonathan Demme in that regard. <laughs> yeah, this and the Delon are the two that, like, I would have liked to fit in somewhere, but there's too many good movies this year. Yeah. yeah. Andy. All right. Hot well, down. to continue right along that ro- that uh, that conversation, I'm gonna uh, pick mm-hmm. Loving for my uh, grand jury prize. Um, I think it's a really really good movie. Uh, I um, am similarly. It's also been a while. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I do. I just want to echo your like Ruth Negga's mm-hmm. like phone call acting in that movie is just so incredible. Uh, just like the little like looks on her face as she is taking a phone call quietly that is like determining the course of the rest of her life uh, is just remarkable stuff in that movie. Uh, and I and I and I really appreciate it for that. Uh, you have um, a very uh, fun yeah. uh, Nick Kroll performance in that movie um, yes. uh, as their lawyer. Bernie um, Cohen. Uh, a nice uh, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Shannon cameo, uh, one mm. scene role uh, that he uh, absolutely nails. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's a really terrific movie, and I'm and I'm happy to have it as my as my jury prize winner. Um, anyone it's else have anything to say about loving? Very nice I movie. Pick something else. Yes. I have a feeling it will come up again. Okay. Um, so in that case, that leaves me with a potential tie, because I've picked everything else. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to go for it. And I think, and I want to emphasize, I'm going to pick a tie in Best Actor. So I'm going to emphasize that this actor deserves to be in conversation with Adam Driver and Patterson, and Brady Shemaka, mm-hmm. Henley, and Patterson. Oh, and I'm also going to pick out of competition. So I'm going to pick Mark Rylance <laughs> in the BFD. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is an extraordinary performance. He is giving a largely motion capture performance. He sells all the nonsense language so well. He connects with the world and the BFG so incredibly. I think he's one of our finest actors. He's terrific in that movie and fully deserves to all the accolades that I can give him. I wish he was in better movies. I I have not seen the movie, so my laugh may have been. Yeah, I, guess I haven't seen it either. Uh, I might cut out a little bit of my laugh. It was probably excessive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean so that's yeah, what I was going for. 
There's a reason uh, I, pi- I saved this pick for last. <laughs> the last could go on for five minutes, just so everyone who <laughs> listening knows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like Mark Rylance. He's very good in the Bridge, uh, Bridge Spies. Yeah, he's one of our finest actors, and he uh, delivers another terrific performance. I think his the best MG, performance is in Ready Player One. Uh, mm-hmm. He is terrific in Ready Player One. Um, is it Arnok? Anorak. Anorak. <laughs> is his uh, avatar's name uh, in the world of the um, in the yes. Oasis. <laughs> Are you going to try and pick that even though it came out two years later? <laughs> Listen, you want to talk Ready Player One, we can talk Ready Player One, but I don't think this is the time for it. I, I'm, I'm so down to talk about it. you got to get one. my mom on if we're going to talk uh, Ready Player One, both one of our biggest fans and Ready Player One's biggest fans. Though I, I would not be shocked if she uh, stopped listening and swore off the podcast forever when we said, fuck our fans. <laughs> uh, all right uh cullen you got uh you got you need to uh pick a uh a best actor actor and it's gonna be my one double up from a movie and i'm gonna give it to joel edgerton and loving sure uh i was debating whether or not to go with him or ruth nega first and ruth nega is far and away the better performance of two even though edgerton is very mm-hmm. good uh, the way he lays concrete in that movie can't be beat. Uh, but yeah. Loving and talking about it is maybe a movie that uh, I, I just watched it like a week ago. Um, and it is a real... It's not a grower, but I it has been in my thoughts a lot in preparing for this. Um, and the two leads specifically, like, you just... Uh, it's the best part of the movie. Uh, they they are very good at acting in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Emilio, Emilio, would you like to pick a tie, or do you would you, do you decline to pick a tie? We defer. Okay. I defer cowards, I defer. All right, Andy, you can now. Andy can pick up his tie and give it to Bill Hader in the BFG if you want. <laughs> Bill Hader sadly underused in the BFG. All right. So then that leaves me with the question of where am I gonna award Slack Bay? And I and I and go ahead. I, w- I was just gonna I was just gonna say that my thing was I either give Slack Bay or award an award in a tie or I don't. <laughs> I don't. So, well <laughs> I think that Slack Bay is a truly fascinating movie and I think I'm gonna give my award to the element of the movie that is uh most infallible which is the acting, but that still leaves me with whether I give it to Fabrice Lucchini or Juliette Binoche. I'm going to go with Lucchini. I feel like I'll have plenty of chances as we go through Can to give something to Juliette Binoche. Uh, yeah, Fabrice Lucchini. Yeah, Lucini. I mean, Lu- Lucini. Uh huh. He's that, got his walk. He he's got his uh, 
driving goggles that he wears, both when he's driving at the beginning and when he's on the uh, little sand uh, drifter, whatever it's called. He is incredibly funny. He's got you, you. You can look at the poster for that movie and see his goggles. Uh, yeah, I think uh, one of our finest feats of physical comedy. Really, that whole movie. I mean, to to go into that movie a little bit more, it's a movie about two families who one of them lives on in this little. A French seaside town, and another one of them is a, a much richer family who is vacationing there. Lucini plays the patriarch of that richer family, and uh, two of the children from those families fall in love. There's an element of the film that is unfortunately not terribly well thought out in which uh, Juliette Binoche's child, who is Juliette Binoche is playing Lucini's sister, uh, is uh, their gender is unclear. They seem to be switching genders is how it's portrayed, which I guess uh, certain characters seem to insist that they're one gender or the other. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to get into that anymore. That's the part of the movie that doesn't work, and I think what keeps it from being a masterpiece, because, God, it's such a weird, weird, specific comedy uh, with lots of just, like, the way people move and that that that's why uh i think lucini is doing a lot of the the heavy lifting there along with minoche there's also uh a couple the the, pol the there's a a mystery element too in which vacationers are disappearing and the police chief and his uh second in command or doing they've got like a kind of laurel and hardy thing going on they also were doing especially the 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 larger police chief is doing some uh interesting stuff but yeah i love that movie uh warts and all there's early aspects i think lucini's very good i think dinoche I'm less into what she's doing. <laughs> she's out there. I, I do agree that the, the police mm -hmm. chief bits are good. I think they're funny. <laughs> Maybe a little like <laughs> yeah, in as a comedy. But I think they're fun. They're funny physical bits. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, it's very Laurel and Hardy. Like very like right. It's a movie set in the 1910s, and there's a certain <laughs> aspect of the, in which the comedy is yeah. almost 1910ish. Mm -hmm. And one might uh, yeah. Might also be well, you could be like nineteen nineties uh... <laughs> and still have some uh, not great take gender, but yeah. Yeah, Ace Ventura. <laughs> it's pretty. It, I don't know. I 
I, I think I, I may seem may have seemed a little bit mean <laughs> to it earlier when I made my earlier comment, but I think it's very particular and like funny in certain ways and weird in certain ways. It's kind of too like idiosyncratic right. for me to really shit. Yeah, on. Yeah, I would say uh, your your tolerance for I this movie is going to be how much tolerance do you have for watching a very rotund man rolling down sand dunes multiple times. It sounds like you might be into the BFG. <laughs> Isn't BFG like a bunch of physical comedy by the BFGs? <laughs> Is the BFG doing bits? Mm. I, oh boy, the BFG has bits. I feel like there's a bunch uh, of I would say, however, Cullen, I just want to be, make sure you're clear. There's only one BFG, okay. so referring to them as BFGs plural is incorrect, because only one giant is friendly. Mm. All the other giants are mean and want to eat children. Do they do physical comedy bits? <laughs> uh, there's definitely some, like, yeah, throwing each other around mm-hmm. and Does stuff. Does the BFG roll down a hill, yeah. though? That's too bad. I don't think so. He does visit a magical tree where he cultivates materials that he uses to create dreams huh. that he uh, blows into children's heads at night. And there's a nonsense language, uh, as we've been told already. <laughs> oh, sure. All right. Well, that... Uh... Does everyone want to maybe just go down their lists and uh, remind us of what all your wins are? And then we can wrap up. Yeah, I'll start. Uh, Yep, I'll go ahead. So I've got... We're the first pick, so you start. Yeah. Somehow Jesse... Yeah, that definitely didn't uh, screw me over from getting (laughs) Park Chan-Wilkin director. I'm thrilled to have had the first pick. Uh... Real fans and then them lost first. out on Patterson for the Palme d'Or. Uh, uh, so yeah, Patterson, my Palme d'Or. My Grand Prix goes to L. My Director Award goes to Christy Puyu. My Best Actor Award is a tie between two of our finest physical comedians, Ryan Gosling and Fabrice Lucchini. My Best Actress Award goes to Kim tae and Kim Min-hee from... The Handmaiden, my best screenplay goes to Pedro Almodovar, and my jury prize goes to Claiborne Minnesofilia's Aquarius. Okay, I was second pick, and I went with Julieta by Pedro Almodovar for my Palme d'Or. My Grand Prix was Tony Erdman. My jury prize was Personal Shopper. My best director was Paul Verhoeven for Elle. My best actor was Shia LaBeouf in American Honey. My best, act- my best actress was Sandra Huller from Tony Erdman. My best screenplay was Hirokazu Koreeda for After the Storm. Uh, I went with American Honey for Palm, uh, Neon Demon for Pre, Raw uh, for Jury, Joel Edgerton in Loving for Actor, Adriana, a tie between Adriana Ugart and Emma Suarez and Julieta and Ruth Nega in Loving for Actress, Marinade for Tony Erdman in Screenplay, and Park Chan Wook for The Handmaiden and Director. Very good. Uh, my grand, uh, or sorry, my Palme d'Or went to The Handmaid. Uh, my Grand Prix went to The Salesman. Uh, and then my jury prize went to Loving. Uh, my best director was Olivier Assayas for Personal Shopper. 
my best actor uh, was uh, Adam Driver for Patterson, along with Barry Shabaka Henley for Patterson, tying with Mark Rylance in the BFG. Uh, my best actress was Sasha Lane in American Honey. And then uh, my uh, best screenplay went to Jim Jarmusch. Good awards all around. Solid picks all around. Yes. Yeah. Somehow we managed to That's not give Isabel weird. Perot awards. I mean, I'm not mad. Well, yeah. Uh-huh. You're spoiled for choice. Sure. We also mm-hmm. left Kristen Stewart on the board. Kristen Stewart would, was also my heavy contender for <laughs> Ty, but then I decided to be anti-Ty as of that. Sure. But, but I, do, mm-hmm. I do also enjoy that performance. Yes, she's Coat like from uh, Neon Demon, Alessandro mm-hmm. Nivola, and Keanu from Neon Demon. <laughs> Cullen's Neon Demon. Yeah. I mean, also, we're doing Hell or High line. Water was uh, out of competition and floating around in a couple categories for me as a potential. Yeah. I like that movie a lot. Uh, I should say, uh, <laughs> I, Daniel Blake... <laughs> We all, uh, I think, did you watch it, Emilio? No. Okay, yeah. Needless to say, it did, whoa, it wasn't <laughs> high on my list. Yes. I think, yes, I ranked it, I think, 12th out of my list. Uh, I didn't do uh, any I rankings, yes, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Staying Vertical is a movie that I saw, have seen, and think is alright, but didn't give anything to, uh, yeah, I think that's. I think we've we've talked about everything else that I've seen at least. Yeah, I think it goes without saying that we'd all give yes, our palm dog certainly. to the dog from uh, Patterson. Yes, a golden camera to Robbie Ryan for American Honey. Huh? Who would win my cinema? Uh, I think that's got to be whoever did The Handmaiden. I mean, yeah. Headman's yeah, looks Headman great. Looks great. Um, Neon Demon also looks great. You know what? That would have been mm. my where I went Slack Bay. I think I think Slack Yeah, Bay that looks really good. I considered great. going with so it, Dumont it, in director. Yeah, Guillaume de Fontanet mm-hmm. with the cinematographer Slack Bay. I would have given it. That movie, I mean, it's a good setting. It's, like, set in, like, a beachy, like, right. coastal yeah. thing. So it has a lot of, like, sand and sky, so it looks really good. Uh, Sean Penn for The Last Face, <laughs> right outside my director. <laughs> Just joking. Yes, no one has seen the Sean Penn movie that everyone hates. <laughs> what if I would have loved it? What well, if? What if? I'll never know. Done? And to be clear, the actual winners in the actual 2016... Oh, yeah. Run us down. Were yeah. I, Daniel Blake, won the Palme d'Or. <laughs> uh, it's Only the End of the World by Xavier Dolan won Grand Prix. American <laughs> Honey won the Jury Prize. Woo! Best Director was a tie for Christian Mungiu for Graduation and Olivier Yassayas for Personal Shopper. So that's one word. There was a little crossover. Best Screenplay mm-hmm. went to Ascar Farhadi for The Salesman. Mm-hmm. Best actress went to Jacqueline Rose for Marosa. Not something, not so, something any of us seen. I not familiar with. Not heard good things about Briante Mendoza's oeuvre. Yeah, the best actor went to Shah Shahab Hossein yep. Hosseini for The Salesman. Mm-hmm. 
So for the awards. There was also yeah. an honorary Palm d'Or for Jean-Pierre Layard. But we don't do honorary <laughs> awards here because we have no sense of history. Yeah. Yes. All right. So I think that just about, yeah, just about wraps us up. We did it, folks. Yeah. We want to hear from you. Form. Yeah. I'll who did you think the best lineup? A Twitter poll. Reach out to us on there, social media. You know, four people vote in. Yeah. I feel like there's a chance I can sway the vote in my favor. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you just gotta get all the neon mm-hmm. neo- demon stands out to vote I, for you. Hashtag buy NWR <sighs> army rise up. <laughs> Alright. Yes. So do we wanna yeah. plug our, uh, plug our stuff and then again get out? is Jesse Weber. My Twitter is at J.P. Glick Weber. Glick G-L-I-C-K Weber W-E-B-B-E-R I'm Andy Gramuga. Uh, you can find me on social media including Twitter and Letterboxd which is where you're probably most interested in following me. Uh, at Andy T. Jerm. I again Andy urge Y-T-G-R-M. people absolutely beg them to friend Andy on Facebook. Yeah, I'll second it. It has not happened yet. I have I posted on Facebook in the last six months? No, but you know. Google I am your mute on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. I'm Clatchley on all social media. C L A T C H L E Y. My prediction for this week is that I won the Twitter poll. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Sure. Whatever you say. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm Emilio and Diaz on Twitter. It's E M I L I O A N D D I A Z. Follow me on Letterbox at I Laugh Alone. All right, and so then it is time to release our audience. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.